0: Welcome to episode 197 of the X Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are taking a look at Empedocles. It is Season 8, Episode 17. It originally aired on Sunday, April 22nd, in the year 2001. The IMDb user score is a 7.4 out of 10, and the action varies between Washington and New Orleans. We start off with someone getting fired quite unexpectedly, you know, blaming the economy. And when he leaves he witnesses a very violent car crash. Now something that appears to be living flame that only he sees walks up and steps into him. You see his eyes light up on fire, and then he goes back inside the building where he'd just been fired and kills the two people who fired him. Agent Reyes is brought in due to her expertise in Satanic Ritual, because the investigating officer believes that, you know, maybe Satanic Rituals and Beliefs were involved because of some pictures he found in the desk drawer, and Reyes assures him it's just Marilyn Manson. Although on the way out, she does have a vision that one of the bodies is just a scorched ash. So back in Washington... Scully has a complication with her pregnancy that lands her in the hospital. And Reyes contacts Mulder, trying to avoid Doggett because this vision she saw is the same sort of vision that she saw when she was helping Doggett investigate his son's killing. And she claims at the time Doggett saw it, but he's been trying to imagine he hasn't ever since. So Mulder and Doggett are still not getting along, even though Scully's even saying, hey, you know, he's okay, he's worth fighting for. Scully even mentions that, yeah, she's met Reyes and likes Reyes, so they are definitely trying to to build up Reyes. And we'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. Ultimately, as they're involved, the man who appears to be possessed with some kind of demon or evil does eventually get brought in and In fact, when he's holding his niece hostage, that's when Reyes is forced to shoot him in defense of the child. And that is the final impetus that gets going, and she's starting to think, well, maybe the recurrence of these visions wasn't about Doggett's son, Luke, who was killed by his kidnapper, but it was actually about saving this second child here now. And, you know, the evil eventually infects the killer's sister. But even though Mulder is suggesting that maybe evil is viral because of his work in the Violent Crimes Unit as kind of a way to explain it, he's still not totally convinced in the theory and just believes that, yeah, some monsters are just human. Although Doggett may be more open to it than he wants to think. We also learn that the reason Doggett is so resistant to believing these, even when he seen something at the time is because he needs to believe that he did everything he could to save his son. So that's the resistance. For him to believing in this supernatural stuff that he has now witnessed, it would bring about guilt because that might mean that there were avenues he didn't fully pursue when he was investigating his own son's death. So it is a decent episode. It's not great. It really is about establishing Reyes and how she works in, because at the time this episode was made, they already knew that David Duchovny would not be coming back after season eight for anything but the series finale, or at least that was what he believed at the time. And Gillian Anderson was going to take a part-time role in season nine. So they were positioning Reyes to step up and be one of the new agents in the X-Files office. So this episode was written by Greg Walker. It's his third and final episode of the X-Files. he previously written Brand X and Sure Kill. It was directed by Barry K. Thomas. Now, quite unusual for an X-Files director on the surface, this is Barry K. Thomas' sole credit as director. So, not just The X-Files, but this one episode of The X-Files is his only directing credit. Although, he does have a fairly lengthy uh, credit in the directing units. So, first assistant director, a trainee director. He was a DGA trainee for Knight Rider, Call to Glory, Helltown, and even the pilot episode of MacGyver. He was first assistant director in 31 episodes. Of the X Files, starting with Aguamala and finishing with episodes that we haven't even seen yet. And his second unit or director or assistant director credits are still going to this day, most recently with The Truth Be Told, but he's got 55 credits in that category. So he doesn't often take the big chair, but he has been able to step up and is generally sort of that. The director's right-hand man, so to speak. Now, as for the guest cast, we discussed Annabeth Gish when she appeared previously. Jay Underwood is probably the big guest star here, although that is very debatable. There are some surprisingly well-known actors in surprisingly small roles in this one. So he's best known as the title character in The Boy Who Could Fly. Sorry about the spoilers, but they are right there in the title. He was also Chip in Not Quite Human, a Disney movie based on a series of books that I always quite enjoyed. He was also known for Uncle Buck and The Beat Goes On, the Sonny and Cher story, unlisted in his popular credits, probably because it was never officially released. He was also Johnny Storm in Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. That was never officially released. This appears to be his only credit for 1013. Wendy Gazelle plays Katha Dukes, so that's Jeb's sister. She's got 37 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2009 from the TV series of Eastwick. She is best known for her work in The Net, Benders, Remo Williams, and Grey's Anatomy. This is her only credit for 1013. Now, in a surprisingly small role, Denise Crosby plays a doctor. She might have two or three minutes of screen time. The IMDb says she's best known for her work in Pet Cemetery, Miracle Mile, Deep Impact, and Dolly Dearest. But I've got to think that there's still a pretty significant portion of the population that knows her best as Tasha Yar from Star Trek The Next Generation. In fact, her role is so small and she was prominent enough at this time that I'm wondering why exactly she was in here but it may have been setting things up because she plays Dr. Mary Speak for a couple minutes here, but it is a recurring role we will see her again by the end of the season. Now, Ron Canada is one of those hey-that-guy actors to a lot of people. Best known for his work in Wedding Crashers, National Treasure, Lone Star, and The Human Stain. 146 credits to his name, including some credits that are still ongoing such as Admiral Tucker in The Orville. But he plays Detective Franklin Potter, who is the officer that brings Reyes in initially to the killing at the start of the episode. Again, just you know, maybe five minutes of screen time. Not a huge role in this one. Now, Bruce Wright plays Gary Garber. He's got 62 acting credits to his name. He is best known for his work in Speed... The Negotiator, Twister, and Fire in the Sky. His most recent credit is from 2006. Dea bilinson plays Rebecca Taves. She is best known for her work in House of Cards, The Outsider, Lodge 49, and The Mule. She's got just 20 acting credits to her name, but is still actively working today. Now, Cheryl Frances Harris plays the ER nurse, who is very adamant that only immediately family members be allowed in to see the patients she's got 94 acting credits to her name running right up to recent years 2019 most recently at this time she is best known for her work in Grey's anatomy two broke girls into the wild and make america great now twins amanda and caitlin fine play the niece mia dukes in here 16 acting credits to their names playing matilda as a toddler in matilda and characters in Deep Impact, Baby Geniuses, All You Need. Now, Amanda is still working, most recently in 2014, with Zombie Queen from Outer Space. Caitlin ended her career a little bit earlier, more like 2013 for Easy Way Out, and prior to that, 2005 for Voices in Chicken Little. So Caitlin is best known for her work in Deep Impact, Matilda, Chicken Little, and The X-Files. Amanda loses the X-Files on that list, and gets baby geniuses instead. Jennifer Hammond played an ICU nurse. She's got 12 acting credits to her name, and this is actually the last of them. She is best known for work in Port Charles, work as Miscellaneous Crew in The Last Samurai and Collateral, and work in General Hospital. So she was personal assistant to Mr. Cruz in Collateral and The Last Samurai. And finally, Devlin Elliott is the pizza delivery man. He is best known for his work in The X-Files, Frasier, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Sweet Union. This is a best-known-for credit list that I cannot dispute since those four credits are his only credits. This is actually his first IMDb credit. Then he had a recurring role playing Garth in Sabrina the Teenage Witch for three episodes. Teller number one in an episode of Frasier and Fish in the short film Sweet Union. So that's everything we have to say about Empedocles. Join us again in two weeks' time when we go back to the Lone Gunman for Tango de los Pistoleros. Thank you for listening.